your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. One County Limerick woman was over the moon when she was granted planning permission by the local authority for a house on family land. However, Valerie's happiness was short-lived as the decision was overruled by onboard Planola. And she's been chatting to Anne-Marie about it. So, as you can imagine, you know, an incredible gift to receive from my partner and I. And with a baby on the way as well, it would have been our first home. So it would have been fantastic. Um... We went through your standard uh, planning application process with Limerick County Council and I have to say they met all of the SLA seamlessly and we met and satisfied each and every planning requirement specified under the current county development plan and the planning legislation. So when we received approval last July, we were over the moon. Um, But however, um, there were some small actions with few who then went on board Planola to object against the council approval and on board Planola, after eight months, decided to overturn the work of the council, um, which is surprising because the council should be considered experts in the area and have full responsibility to conduct full due diligence in the process. But um, on board board, board Planola, sorry, disagreed with the council and in accordance with the laws of the land and the reasons given to me by the board, um, it didn't seem to be based on facts. And, like, for example, there were four key reasons shared by onboard Planola as to why we didn't receive the planning. And one was that I am not um, in need of a house, um, which I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand because. I, I have a, a child on the way, um, you know, it's my basic human right to have a home. Um, secondly was that I don't live and work within 10 kilometres of the site, um, which is quite challenging because the site is actually in a very rural area and there are no companies really in the area. There is no accommodation available for rent. So I'm renting 26 kilometres away. But in all of my documentation and the information that I had shared initially, um, it can it verifies my connection to the land and that my family are actually four kilometres within the area and I myself went to school there. So they, yeah. they had said you hadn't a, a need for housing, which you're arguing you do because you're currently renting and you want to build a home uh, on family land, isn't it? That's right. And be around family. That's right. And I've and, never actually owned a house either. And what else did they say was a reason for... Um, another reason was I don't have any connection to the area, which I do. So to me, that's, you know, demonstrates a clear and blatant disregard by the board for the Council of Planning Engineers and their decision and all of my support and documentation, all of the evidence that I had shared, which clearly proved my connection to the land. So I guess, you know, what, what I'm struggling with here and what my challenge is, you know, where is my voice in all of this? And the fact that this was overturned based on the actions of a few objectors is is just unfathomable to me because, you know, therefore, what does justify a house in need in Ireland and what just what does justify a connection to family land when it's in our name 500 years? Um, My sister also, Anne-Marie, she has two kids and is currently living with my parents because their landlord sold their home. And they received the exact same response as myself. 
that they don't have any connection to the land. They were at the exact same stage in the process and now the doors closed on them as well. That's where we're at right now. Um, you know, this, was a, this is a long process. You're, you've gone through months of work. How does that make you feel? To be honest, it's been quite mentally and you know physically very distressing what we've gone through the last two years because the amount of red tape in the initial process, which you can understand and appreciate that the council need to make a justifiable decision, but then there's the cost associated with it as well. You know, we're out renting the last 10 years now, I think it is, or more. Um, I've, I think this is my 17th rental accommodation in about 10 years. And that's, you know, a reflection as well of what's available on the market. Like we're in a position right now where we're renting and paying almost a thousand euros a month. And the baby's on the way as well in seven weeks. So we're kind of, I guess, you know, to answer your question, how does that make me feel? It makes me feel that my voice has not been heard and that also there's something, you know, it's a sad reflection, I think, of the country that we're living in right now because and we're probably one of many. That's what I'm thinking right now. So is your life on hold effectively now? It is. Now, where we stand is we have eight weeks to go and complete a judicial review, but we have sought legal advice and the advice of planning consultants. And what they've told us is, should we go to the high courts and lose? We do stand to lose up to 80,000. So if we do that, that means we'd have to find the money and we'd be in debt for several years, which makes our housing situation further away again. So I guess from here, what we're left with is to go and look at the market and see what housing is out there. Like ideally, it would be lovely to be closer to home, you know, in terms of childcare and my career and everything like that. But what's available is, you know, very, very expensive. But secondly, there's um, some of the houses that do need work, you know, in rural areas that need quite a bit of work. There's bidding wars going on with those accommodations. So... That's what we're kind of facing now is we're in a position where we'll have to walk away from this because we don't trust that if we go to court that we could win. Have you been in touch with politicians? Who have you? Have you been in touch with the minister? Have you raised this? Because as you say, you're surely not the only one. That's right. Yeah. So we have. um, I've been in touch with the Minister for Housing, the Department of Housing and Local Government housing agencies and the Office of the Planning Regulator. And in terms of the responses, they've been dismal. What has come back is there was a response from the housing minister to state that his secretary, or from his secretary, apologies, that they do not get involved in on-board Planola decisions. And then Minister Burke, the Department of Housing and Local Government, has not responded. And we escalated it to the Taunashta, who said... Um, that that was a Minister for Housing um, matter. So far, in terms of engagement, it's Live 95 um, that have been the only ones that have been in touch with me. When it comes to ministers and TDs and that, there's been radio silence. Right, that's interesting. It's Valerie there chatting to Anne-Marie. And we've been out and about asking you what you think 
about one-off rural housing. Well, I'm originally from the country, so in the countryside it's it's generally quite an important way of building. So it's it's very different to the, the city or the town environment. So I'd be definitely pro, but within, you know, certain restrictions and whatever else. Yeah. You can definitely understand the argument against it in terms of resources and, you know, having combined resources around transport and water and waste treatment and that kind of stuff. But I think for agricultural society, it's absolutely necessary in limited circumstances. But on a mass scale where you have one-off housing surrounding a city like Limerick, for example, then no, I don't think that's sustainable. I think when you when you look at the, the city centre, and if you take Limerick, for example, there are fewer and fewer people living in the city and more and more people living on the outskirts. So the outskirts are expanding into not even an extension of the city because there are no facilities out there. But I think cities could go back to becoming cities where the city centre is busy and Limerick's a really good example after six o'clock you see no families you see no person over 30 maybe walking the streets and it's, it's very noticeable so I think making the city a more attractive place to live and more accessible to live would, would definitely help. I think they should be allowed to build if they have their own land they definitely should be allowed to build why not you know what are we doing what kind of society do we need why does everything have to happen in cities or towns why can't they build on their own land I can't see that it doesn't make any sense to me. What if it's not their own land let's say they didn't inherit it and they went and they bought their own plot or whatever is that okay yeah that's okay that's what i did myself you know i see nothing wrong with that why shouldn't people live where they want to live okay it might put an extra charge i suppose maybe with servicing and so on you know but that's where they want to live maybe it's a lot better than living in cities isn't it well i'm not sure it's a great idea i think there should be more housing in urban areas or in villages or towns i think one-off housing there doesn't have the amenities and resources i mean there's nothing wrong with one-off housing on its own but it's when there is too much of it you know i guess sustainability and kind of the bigger picture for society having public transport obviously some people have a reason to be in the countryside if they live in a farm and that's a different matter but there aren't that many people who are farmers these days but you know i understand why some people would like that but i think we have to think about bigger picture stuff these days i think that housing should be built in urban settlements it should be built together as a rule unless someone has a reason to be in the country in in a one-off housing i mean we have had a lot of it. Then you get ribbon development, get more cars on the road. We have uh, emissions to bring down, you know. So you can have a lovely life in a town or a, or a, or a village, you know. To views there of Limerick Today listeners on rural housing and Councillor John Sheehan of Limerick City and County Council is on the line. Good morning to you, John. Uh, good morning. Good morning to the listeners. So before the break, Valerie was making the point to Anne-Marie that the thing that she really struggles with is the um, view, um, ultimately, of Onboard Planola that she didn't have a connection with the land. As she says, her family is on the land for 500 years. Uh, yes, I was listening to the report there, Joe. Uh, could I just to the outset say that I, I don't know Valerie and I've had nothing to do with this planning application, but I see where her problem is, and it's a problem that we have nationwide at the moment. It's uh, what I would call a lag in time between the um, development the, the development plans in the local authorities and what we call the National Planning Framework, which was brought out around 2018, stroke start of 2019. That uh, that planning framework, which was passed by the Oireachtas, was very restrictive in uh, the one-off rural housing in relation to economic need. And uh, I think that's where uh, Valerie may have fallen down when she says 
um, she said that on board Panala said she didn't need a house. So they, uh, on board Panala, are currently working off of the planning framework, which was introduced in, as I say, 2018-2019. We are coming near the end of our county development plan at the moment, uh, city and county development plan. Uh, it has to be in place um, by the end of the summer, the latest. So we're, we are... Um, we're relaxing, I suppose if that's the right word to use, but we have a very um, robust document in relation to the one-off rural house. We believe what we have put into it is within the guidelines of the planning framework and is within the the, um, uh, the need for a person to build a house in their own local area. So, Can I just ask you about that, John? I mean, you know, what is the key point of that? And secondly, is it enough, do you think, to prevent situations like Valerie's arising? Well, Joe, you're not going to get 100%, um, uh, cover 100% of all the scenarios you're going to meet um, following um, any development plan you write or, uh, or adopt. <clears throat> but we now have, um, in our plan, we have uh, economic need, social need, and, and exceptional need. And uh, the economic need is if you are in the if you if you uh, want to build in the rural area one off rural house because it's pertaining to your business, uh, you will be you should be able to uh, acquire a house uh, acquire planning in the rural area for that. On the social need, if you can demonstrate that you came from a rural area like Valerie, that you lived a substantial amount of time in that area in any period of your life, um, ten years. So if you were if you were born there and moved at the at the age of eleven, it would qualify you to 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 build a house if you wanted to move back there at a later stage, or if you've lived there for any period of your life for for ten years, and it's within ten kilometres of where you were um, of where you were born and raised. So we have tried to stitch in as much as we can into the new plan to um, offset. Any, and any and just to understand what would happen then with this new county development plan, with those elements in it. Um, is there a possibility of it being overridden nationally? Well, it, 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 um, the, the, the plan at the moment is coming in, as I said, the final stages. Yes, it is going to the Office of the Planning Regulator, to, uh, whom oversees the plans. Um, in my book, is micromanaging the plans, which I don't think is what the office was set up for, for first day. And if that, if the office of the planning regulator is not happy, it, he refers it to, or she refers it to the um, minister of the day, and they make a call on the planning, and they can actually um, issue a ministerial um, um, order to to change the plan, uh, or to allow it, or to allow it, or to allow it. Yes. Right. Um, right. and, and, you know, um, I mean, from Valerie's point of view, she was making the point that she went through the local process and the council here approved it. Um, there were objections and those objections were looked at and, and ultimately the council decided that, you know, they would go for it. And then, you know, Board Planola uh, was involved and, and that is um, a legal right and, and entitlement. But, but she's been left at the end of it confused about the whole situation. Yeah, and I can, and 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 probably more more than confused, very frustrated by the whole situation, and is probably down a lot of money to get as far as she has she has got with with zero in her hand, and she mentioned a judicial review costing eighty 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 thousand. Um, that would be a major step again for her to 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 uh, to go there because 
uh, I'm not sure would she get um, the result, the required result. But the the issue is the issue is with on board Panal and Joe in the way that they decided these faceless people uh, that are there and that have been in the news for not good yeah, news. We're not going to go there. Like, but but they, it, they, it, do, it, they do have a, you know, a, a legal basis for being involved. But I suppose they do, but, but the, the challenge would be, the challenge wouldn't be Valerie's uh, judicial review in my book. The challenge would be for somebody to take a case to the courts at the moment in relation to those cases where the board Panana have adopted the national planning framework um, um, description or statement on one-off rural housing without letting the process of the, of the county development plans, city and county development plans, uh, being finished around the countryside. Right. They should be op- they should be still operating off the old guidelines. Okay, okay. Well, listen, very interesting to talk to you about that this morning. Thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, that is Fine Gael Councillor John Sheehan, a member of Limerick City and County Council. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.